Get ready. Welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. Paul is off this week because not only is he sick, but it is also his birthday. Happy birthday to Paul. Uh, Feel better, Paul, because I need you here with me. You have to do the show with me or else I'll be sad. Um, (laughs) It is... Oh, sorry. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest. It is episode 138 of the Weekly Cooldown. It is November 5th. Our main stories this week. A member of a hacking team, Gary Bowser, faces charges after accusations of modding ROMs on Nintendo platforms. We'll discuss the details and our thoughts plus a streamer with the same name as squid game is not having a good time we'll discuss these hardships right after the headlines and also there are delays in overwatch 2 and diablo 4 according to blizzard we'll dive into the potential issues player reactions and more but first of course the headlines let's get right into those Lost Ark, a Korean MMORPG heading into Western markets next year, is now ready for closed beta players. To get access to the closed beta, players can head to playlostark.com to potentially become one of the randomly selected, or they can buy Founders Packs through Steam or Amazon for between $15 and $100. These Founders Packs include other bonuses like pets, supplies, and early access to the game three days before it goes live. While the localization is being handled by Amazon Games, the original publisher of the game is South Korean developer Smilegate. The two are reportedly working together for the upcoming release. The closed beta for Lost Ark is happening now until November 11th. EVGA product manager Jacob Freeman has confirmed that the company has had 30 GeForce RTX graphics cards stolen while a truck was carrying the graphics card was en route to the Southern California Distribution Center. The value of the cards stolen are somewhere between $329.99 and $1,959.99. Freeman says you should avoid buying these cards via Craigslist or otherwise unless you can prove it is not one of the stolen models via a proof of purchase or a serial code to verify, as it could lead to legal actions taken against the buyer, meaning you, uh, of the stolen graphics cards. Graphics cards are currently in extremely high demand and hard to get due to both uh, chip shortages and other supply issues. Likewise, graphics cards are used for mining cryptocurrency, which seems to be rising steadily in popularity. In other related crimes, a Squid Game cryptocurrency briefly appeared on the markets only to vanish and take with it $3.38 million of investor money. The Squid Game currency was not officially connected to the Netflix show, 
the Twitter page and website for the currency are now gone, and people are not able to sell or exchange the currency on PancakeSwap, a popular website for trading cryptocurrency. While the creators of SQUID said before vanishing that someone has been trying to hack their project and they no longer wish to continue running the project. Crypto scamming seems to be becoming more common as crypto gains in popularity, especially now with the rise of NFTs. And finally, Senator Josh Hawley has entered the gaming news space this week. The Missouri Republican spoke at the National Conservatism Conference this week, say that three times fast, to talk about the war on men. In his speech, Hawley spoke on the falling rate of marriage, college attendance, and argued that men are dropping out of the workforce and instead focusing on porn and video games. Hawley used this moment to call for an increase in manufacturing jobs in the U.S. and for new tax credits to be created for those getting married. Hawley seems to neglect women taking on these jobs in the U.S. and, as a bit more of editorializing, is not likely to include gay men in his tax credit for the marriage. Uh, Josh Hawley did make sure to let men know that they will still be held accountable for their negative actions, saying in his speech, quote, Responsibility is one of God's greatest gifts to mankind, and men should be held responsible for their actions. And those are just some of the wackaloo headlines from this week. If you, if I missed anything, please let me know. But I, listen, if you didn't know about any about uh, any of these, now you know. And I don't know. Are you well informed? Did you need to know any of this? Did you want to know about Josh Hawley telling you uh, to go get married and go work a manufacturing job and stop jerking off to porn and watching video games? I don't know. I don't know if you needed that, but you got it. Uh, but hey, you know what? If there's something else you want to talk about, uh, feel free to tweet at me at Comedies Gaming or at WK Cooldown on Twitter as well. Now that that's out of the way, oh my God, <laughs> Josh Harley is like, I don't know. This is not a politics podcast, but it seems like every time politics and gaming collide, it's always the politician blaming the game or the gamers. And it's never, like, the things that matter. Like, boy, uh, uh, cryptocurrencies really seem like a a terrible thing. Or, uh, I don't know. I'm so mad about it. Can I I laugh a little bit? Of course. (laughs) I know it's before the intro, but it's funny to hear. No, I mean, this is you now. (laughs) The the politicians, uh, this is, they're just doing what everybody else is doing. They're, like, cashing in on nostalgia, you know, like blaming video games for all the ills of the world this feels like the late 90s early 2000s again. yeah 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 it's <laughs> Josh a, it's, Hawley just he's just being nostalgic that's all it is we're just in remakes land we're remaking the 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 arguments now yeah it wasn't ready for uh video games of the devil reboot to come so soon good lord what's next <laughs> you know what else a- did we have in the 90s that was terrible um bad video game movies Oh, oh yeah, we're entering that phase. Uh, bad Are we gonna get a new on... Miss Cleo? <laughs> oh no, bad bad movies based Cleo. on like comic characters, like like, like Garfield. Yeah, <laughs> everything it's, it's cyclical. We're getting that. That's for sure. With an actor nobody wants to he- hear. You're right. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, uh, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else, Brother Dom is here from the 
character reveal podcast. Hi, Dom. Hey, it's How's me. It going? It's me, Dom, aka Brother Dom. I am. I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I was better before <laughs> Josh Holly, but I'm doing okay. I uh, I love being so terminally online because I see a lot of stories, and <laughs> on the one hand, it's making my brain the worst place, but on the other hand, I'm a little sensitized. So when I see that, my first thought is not how terrible this is and all the bad politics of it. And my first thought just goes to wow and nostalgia. I just I feel yeah. so old school back when like Penny Arcade was new and Control Alt Delete was like a premier gaming mm-hmm. comic. Yeah. But, I like point and laugh at this point because that like what else am I gonna do? It's 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 you know it's not even on the priority of bad things. So yeah, I, I think all we do is laugh and yeah. uh, just have have a bit of a. Yep, that sounds about right. What else you got? <laughs> amen, amen to this. But yeah, uh, it's me. I'm Dom. It's glad to what? be here. I think it's my second time on the yes. show. Yes, it is. So please Woo-hoo. remind the listeners, what is character reveal? What is character reveal? Character reveal is what happens when character select is already taken as a podcast name. Um, so <laughs> what character reveal is, is a show that uh, I have two co-hosts over there, but uh, character reveal, the prime podcast that we do, is basically an interview show where we like to reveal people's character. Haha, <laughs> right? But mm-hmm. it's we want it to be more than just an interview, you know, something more than you'd see on late night television or just the, hey, you've never heard of this person before. Here's the basics, right? We try to talk to them a little bit longer and really get to know them. And, you know, as comfortable as they're allowed to get, break down the walls a little bit, ask more you know, interesting questions, start with some of the basics. What made you do the things you're doing? You know, what is the art? What is the creation that you have? And then really just you know, try to get to know them and ask them questions that you might not hear on other podcasts and stuff like that. And we also do a, uh, a weekly podcast called Geekly Reveal. We have a bit mm. of a reveal naming theme uh, if you f- go through our feed. And that's just uh, weekly pop culture news. Um, it's weekly. It's geeky. It's geekly, right? And we try to look at it from, uh, you know, a queer perspective, a black perspective, uh, a male perspective, a non-binary perspective. You know, there's three of us on the show. Um, we cover a couple of races, a few genders, some sexualities, and we're all just... It's not ostensibly... Uh, it's, I don't know the word ostensibly. It's not specifically a political podcast, but we always start like <laughs> raving about how some of this stuff could matter politically or just yeah. say, dude, there's a new Sonic game coming out and that's pretty dope. There's nothing politically good or bad about this. I just want to see the blue guy run. So yeah, that's that's kind of what we do over there, and you know, have some fun. Sounds like you're muscling in on my turf. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, it, there's there's enough room for everybody. And there is. One of the things we like to really say over there is that one thing is not taking somebody else's piece of the pie, but it's all additive. And mm. you know, there's only a finite amount of time, but we're not. Uh, I mean, I know you're just joking around, um, but some of people course. do get. Some people are real big haters online mm-hmm. um, and streamers and stuff like that. Specifically, Can you believe it? it I, it's the newest thing. I've never heard of it. Never it, been a hater in my life, well, except I, maybe of Chris Pratt. But you know, oh, well, I've been a hater. I've had to grow out of it, but sometimes, <laughs> you know, you, you grow up salty. Sometimes you just grow out of it. But mm. you know, especially when you saw a lot of like the the hot tub meta discussion on Twitch, people just being salty at someone else with another hustle and like, look, man. If you're like 360 no scope streams aren't popping off, 
on Halo or Call of Duty, it's not because the Hot Tub streamers. It's not because the RuneScape streamers. Right. It's not because the Fall Guy streamers. It's, I mean, maybe the other COD streamers. Maybe it's just you. Or maybe online fame is a gamble and mm-hmm. you just rolled your D1000 poorly. <laughs> maybe it's nobody's fault at all. Yeah. But it's definitely not the people that you're blaming most of the time. Maybe it's unless... just difficult to fall into no matter who you are. Yeah, like unless someone's out there doxing you and talking bad on your name every time you post, in which case they're the hater and you're a victim and you can actually deal with that. But that's that, that's a niche case. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Well said, though. I mean, I don't know. I guess we don't talk a lot about the haters and the losers on this podcast. But it is right to recognize that, like, you know, we can all share the space and we can all kind of cover things together collectively and some people will listen and some people won't and that's that should be fine it should be fine that you get some of the pie and i get a little piece of the pie and we're all good yeah we're we're all good i mean personally i've never listened to a podcast or i've never stopped listening to a podcast or watching a show because of another show right right you know maybe you run out of time but i didn't stop watching I don't have a show. I can't think of it. <laughs> I didn't stop watching Dancing with the Stars because there was another better dancing show. I just didn't want to watch it anymore. Right. Exactly. So that's my, uh, there's my political soapbox. It's not really political. <laughs> well, we'll probably get back into it later, but not about Josh Harley because we have other stories to go over. Oh, yeah. Other stories to go over, which we will do. We will definitely do right after. We take a quick break. So, hold on to your butts, because we've got news. Uh, we're going to take a break, BRB. <laughs> this is a Ninth World Journal. A careless experiment with a teleportation device has left me stranded in random places throughout the Ninth World. While trying to survive in these strange lands, I must find a way to reverse my condition. A Ninth World Journal is a science fantasy audio drama podcast. Subscribe to listen or visit ninthworldjournal.com. Welcome back to the show. So, here's the news for this week. I read it up top, but I'll read it again for you. Starting with our first story. A member of the hacking group known as Team Executor, Gary Bowser. Not to be confused with Doug Bowser. I guess you can confuse it with the actual Super Mario Bowser. It doesn't matter that much. Uh, Has pleaded guilty to piracy charges. Uh, Bowser, along with fellow members of this group, were apparently designing products that made it easier for users to play pirated ROMs of Nintendo games. Team Executor has a line of these products all designed to get around protections on the Nintendo Switch. Apparently, the efforts of Bowser and others go all the way back to jailbreaking even the original Xbox console. Now, with the guilty plea, Bowser must pay $4.5 million to Nintendo as well as face up to 10 years in jail. Oof. It's a lot to 
pirate some games, I gotta tell you. <laughs> it's a um, lot of work. <laughs> yes, it is a lot to do. And I have to wonder, there, there's a few things I guess I want to get out here, but I have to wonder if it was that lucrative, right? Because $4.5 million is a lot of money. Yeah, that, oof. Yeah, I can't imagine that they made that much. And I don't, I bet you that wasn't their purpose either. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, it seems like there's no other reason other than to make money, which is why you would build systems capable of uh, getting over the security within a Nintendo Switch, I guess. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think a lot about this kind of stuff, and I think it's a risky business, so there must be some... I mean, I feel like there's a profit motive. Um, well, the profit motive is I'm eventually going to get sued. And I need mm-hmm. to make enough money that I'll be fine. Um, but I think, at least from what I can tell, a lot of people want to do pirating more for the sake of it. Mm. Um, I mean, especially as the person making making the the pirating tools, you're not you're not the main recipient of the value of that. I can't imagine how many games he's pirating to play himself or the team. I think it's more for the pirates out there. And you know, I. I gotta wonder. It's so weird for Nintendo. It's it's hard to sympathize with a Nintendo yeah. a company who is making it, who's notorious for making their games difficult to play. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much with Switch right now. That's a little. That's slightly harder to justify the morality of stealing something that you can purchase, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not you should have to purchase things or not. Um, but knowing about you know GameCube stuff and Wii and Wii U stuff. It's incredibly difficult to buy, and I know a lot of people. I'm not some. I'm not one of these people because I am a coward and I am also <laughs> lazy. Um, but I know that people a lot of times will pirate games because they want to play them, and they would gladly give Nintendo money. I, no one's buying yes. these like hacked Mother Three games because they don't want to give Nintendo the money. They're like, please, Nintendo, localize Mother Three, and I will give you a hundred dollars for a yes. Game Boy Advance game. And they they're saying no. That is exactly it. I, and that's what I was going to speak to. Like, I can't see any reason why you would want to jailbreak ROM a Nintendo Switch as it stands right now. Um, simply because the games are accessible, even though the Nintendo Online things are a little bit janky and wonky, they are giving you access to some of the back catalog, as it were. Um, you know, we have Nintendo 64 games available. There's some Super Nintendo games um, and Nintendo Entertainment System games you can play. Um, but there's definitely more of a, I guess, market for ROMs and emulators when it comes down to the older games that are really hard to get a hold of now. Um, so, again, like, it seems strange that we would focus on the Nintendo Switch, but it also seemed like um, they've been doing this for a while. They were doing it with the original Xbox. Um, So it seems like they're keeping up with the market and I guess there is a market for people to be able to not have to pay for more current video games. Sure, yeah. I think there's always going to be a market for people who just can't afford the thing and you know, at the end of the day, these are video games. They are a luxury. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's appropriate in this situation to say there are some people that feel entitled to get any new game. Um, and there's some people that just don't want to pay for it, right? Um, I do feel bad for people who can't afford these um, 
but that's you know one of the issues with luxury items the other thing that i do know and i'd be curious to see what percentage this is is how many are trying to jailbreak and hack games to try to get a raw mondo computer mm. so that they can just run it on good internet sure because i'm pretty sure that's one of the things that why people are still modding project m type things like with melee mm-hmm. so that you can play it on the internet smoothly you can't do that with the nintendo switch but i don't know how good of a computer you would need to run a switch game smoothly but i could see some potential i want to play with my friends on like good internet so i'll hack this copy of hyrule warriors age of calamity yeah to play multiplayer if that exists i don't know i can see that the current Um, systems that's a tough sell to get you on the moral side of that obviously legally you can't do any of this but morally you probably could just buy these for now. I mean, you had to buy them if you're making ROMs of them. Somebody had to buy these, so... Right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's certainly messy territory, and Nintendo enlisted somehow the help of the U.S. government in tracking these people down, although they have not found uh, one member of the crew just yet. Um, but, I mean, it, it, if nothing else, they have the money, the means, the power to do so. Um, so, uh, you know, w- watch out, don't do it, <laughs> is my advice. <laughs> yeah, it's not, uh, legally expedient to be a pirate right now, so yeah. I will, I will recommend not doing that. Agreed, don't do it, just, uh, you know, start a GoFundMe for some video game money, or, or something, something cool like that. Yeah, and crowdfund the video games. Crowdfund the video games. I want cheaper games that look worse and pay pay the employees better. Amen. That said, we do live in a time where they might not be the highest quality games, or they might be somewhat predatory. But if you really are strapped for cash, I believe that there I, there are free alternatives. Like you can play video games. Might not be the newest or most cutting edge thing, but if you're listening to this podcast, there's at least five games you can play. Yep, for free. So yeah. Um, you can also, uh, you know, w- wait for sales. I know it kind of sucks. Trust me, I know. I've been there. But if you wait for a nice sale, you might get something, uh, something you love. Very true. Especially if you're like a Steam user, you have a backlog. You don't need that new game anyway. Yeah, honestly, stuff. <laughs> play all your Steam games and then come talk to Nintendo about a new one. <laughs> Also, give us Mother 3. What are we doing? Wait, hold on. (laughs) We do have to back up a little bit because you are absolutely right about that. What are we doing? Why is it that there is a extremely loud player base who wants something and Nintendo's like, let's let's just hold on. Maybe next month, right? Maybe next month? I don't even think it's a... I think it's a safe bet, too, because I think... Although we're not obligated to give anything to a company, there are people who would feel guilty for asking this long and would buy it out of that, if nothing else. But a lot of people would be like, what's the point? Like, what's everybody up to? Why why does everybody want to play this game so bad? So, I don't know. I think think people want what they want, and Nintendo has it, and I don't know what the reason is behind not localizing it. Other than maybe maybe there's some weird rights issues that no one's thought about. Um, I mean, I know there have been issues with, like, the Sonic 3 and Knuckles ports, um, because people aren't sure, like, there's a strong rumor that's pretty much true that Michael Jackson worked on some of those uh, tracks, Hmm. 
Um, so they're like, they cut ties with him in a weird way. So if you ever played a copy of that game that was like through the PC, like legal PC, it has different music on half the stages. So they just really? won't release those games until soonish. Oh. Um, and I believe it's like the same thing with like Friday the 13th rights and stuff. Like some company owns Friday the 13th as a franchise, but another company owns Jason and another character owns like his name, like the Voorhees stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why the game had to be shut down. He hasn't showed up in Dead by Daylight. So there could be rights issues with Mother 3. That said, Sora's in Smash, so they have the money in the pool to do stuff. It's over. Let's get the mouse on it. I don't know. Let's get the mouse on it. (laughs) That's super funny. Yeah, I guess you're right. All right. Well, (laughs) we're still young. Let's wait. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Um, next story. Here we go. A streamer by the name of Squid Game, who has been using the name since 2010, says that her Instagram was banned for a while as she began to get people either trying to log into her Instagram or reporting it negatively. She also began getting hate messages from people. She said that the super fans of Squid Game, the Netflix show, were angry with her, thinking she stole the account from the show. Even now, some of her comments seem to demand that she change her handle or relinquish it to the person making the comment. Squid Game, whose real name is Lydia Ellery, says that she also has lost work because of the show, stating that people do not want to hire her for presenting opportunities because of the inadvertent association with the show. What a sucky thing. That sucks. (laughs) And it largely sucks because people, I guess, are un unable to think critically and say and remove the person and the show and the name from one another oh yeah this is massive critical failure of thinking is because you stole it from the show please look at my instagram it goes back before january (laughs) like 10 years even yeah i I don't i I doubt she only got her instagram name right before the show came out so there's a history of it just exists That said, though, even if you don't have that thinking skills, you should have the decency not to harass somebody. Absolutely. Like, maybe you're annoying being like, oh, wow, you you have the same name as the show. Yeah, that's probably annoying after a while. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are annoying by accident. But to harass people is... that's And to, like, report it? Because what? You think you should have it or the show should have it? Like, what's that about? I have no Why are you standing up for the show? They don't need you. Are you getting paid? <laughs> like, <laughs> This show has been one of the most fraught shows to come out in a long time. When, like, it's a good show. I liked it. My partner and I really enjoy like, the death game genre of shows. It's not mm-hmm. the greatest thing. Like, people say the ending kind of petered out, all that. But it's fine. Uh, but people really lost their minds about this. I don't know if just this is their first time seeing someone say, hey, maybe capitalism isn't the dopest thing ever. And they're like, that's a good point. I love this show. <laughs> um, which is possible. I'm not going to fault people for being that late on the journey. That's sure. You'll have to start somewhere, but you should still know how to act. Yes. At, but, at the very least, you should know how to act. But I guess the thing that bothers me the most about this is not that because we we've been known people don't know how to act. Um, I, I I wouldn't have a show if people knew how to act. Well, I probably sure. would still have tried, but it wouldn't have made it this far. Sure, sure. I'm upset about p- 
people not giving her work because they're like, oh, we don't want to associate with somebody who could be associated with Squid Game. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What are you talking (laughs) about, man? Like, oh, your name's kind of like that murder show. Yeah, but I'm not from them. That show, like... (laughs) Yeah, what does that... What does this mean? What are you trying to say to me? (laughs) It's like... It truly doesn't make sense. You ever hear that joke uh, from Hannibal Buress? Stuff about him aside. Uh... He's like, yeah, you know how many times I've missed out on romantic opportunities because that movie? They're like, yeah. your name's Hannibal. He's like, that's another guy. Like, I'm not that... <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I get maybe in a romantic situation, you might not be able to separate that in your head, which is still a funny joke. I get that. But a company, like, yeah, I'll hire Squid Game. Where's she at? Like, what is she... What is, yeah. She's is she an announcer? She is an influencer? Squid Game, please come on this show. Yeah, like... Not the Netflix show. Come on this show. It's just... I, I don't understand what companies are thinking. Like I said, I know the average citizen, people have been lost their mind. I don't know what the company's <laughs> doing. That's that's confusing to me. People been lost their mind should be the tagline of something. <laughs> 2020, 2021. <laughs> 2022. Just the yeah, whole the whole I, gamut. I don't see things changing. But no, that's, right. that is rough, too. And she probably lost... I'm sure she was annoyed when Splatoon came out. But like this is definitely the death knell for her. Like, sure. SEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's Squid Game. Yeah, like it's Splatoon. Yeah, you know, Splatoon <laughs> was a Squid Game, and I, I can understand she probably got a couple hits, but mm-hmm. this is probably just completely buried her. And I feel if I were her, I might want to do the. I've seen a few. You know, I'm real big in the Overwatch scene. Mm-hmm. I'm not big. I'm big into it, and some of the announcers have like funny names, like uh, like Bren. This guy Brennan Hook, his username is just Bren, so okay, he'll you'll see it written as Brennan, Bren Hook. He's like, you don't have to put my gamer tag in quotations. That's just my name. You can just put it there. Sure. Um, but other people like me will be like Dom, brother Dom M. You know. Yes. It, I get. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it could probably work better. She could probably do that at this point, just to. I guess it's like, do you? It it seems she does not want to. Like she actually tweeted, I think this week that she is extremely hesitant on it. First of all, she doesn't like know who like who to talk to if she didn't want to do that, and she just wanted to tell people like, you know, stop, stop associating me with squid game the netflix show like how do you how do you troubleshoot this how do you put out all these fires um isn't it easier to just change your name after having all of these things happen so it's it's rough and it's super it must be extremely frustrating for her to have to like try and build and then rebuild on top of what she already has because of what's going on and then maybe have to change her whole thing anyway like yeah like new logos new uh you know she can't use the squid that she has in her profile probably anymore like that's just gonna look weird if you're just like oh it's just me lydia yeah like why do you have a squid i mean people have had weirder things but like you have to explain to people oh yeah you know things were good until like netflix released a show stupid netflix Ironically enough, she should be super pissed at Netflix because wasn't the story that that guy pitched that show like for ten years and no one picked it up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe if they had picked it up or someone had picked it up, I don't I don't know how prominent Netflix didn't really have that capability then. But had somebody picked it up, she Sooner. may have not mm-hmm. needed to make that name. She, oh, there's already a Squid Game. I'll be something else. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she should I be guess, double pissed off at Netflix. Sorry. I guess I'm really, like, scared of... I mean, this is the first I've heard of it, of anything like this happening. But now it's instilled that fear that, like, something else with my handle is going to come out. And I'm going to be like, great, cool. I guess <laughs> I can't do this anymore. It's, uh... I think most often people have it with, like, ideas and stuff. And not so much with names. Like, that's that's a rough one where you would have to change your whole branding. Yeah. I've seen it with, with like, ideas, though. Um, I mean, how many people had the, hey, this kid goes to wizard school idea? Or, like, what if a, what if superheroes, but there's a school for superheroes? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you mean, sure. like, My Hero Academia? I'm like, no, what about Sky High? It's like, yeah, okay. There's a, there's a Disney one and there's an anime one. Can anyone else really do it without looking derivative? Sure, but they're like, well, I thought of this beforehand. Like, yeah, well, no one's going to believe you. You're right. This is tough. I always try to do, like, Google searches for if anything exists with my name. My old, like, one of my old uh, gamer tags actually had some had a situation like this. Uh, back in middle school, high school, when I wanted to be a rapper, which still might try to rap one day. It's fun Ooh. art. Um, we had a little group, and I was, uh, my name was DJ Memo. You know, I was, like, the DJ. I was, like, DJ Khaled, who mm-hmm. I guess kind of DJs. And then I made a little Facebook account and, you know, didn't think nothing of it. But then, like, over the years go by, I just, like, looked, and there was a lot of, um, like, I think Mexican names and comments on it. I'm like, what? Mm. There's, like, a DJ memo who exists, and I'm like, oh, they found my account by accident because, I guess, whoever's finding it's bad at Facebook. Sure. Because he has a page, and I'm like, oh, yep, there he is, bigger yeah. than me. Not famous, but bigger than me, so. Wowee. I guess it could happen. Yeah. If you're not careful, I guess I have to hurry up and start my other podcast before someone else takes the name. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not a, I guess, knock on wood, Weekly Cooldown is a good, it's a good name for a show. So th- when I was starting the podcast, I had a ton of names I wanted to use. I wanted to use like Couch Co-op and all these other like very on the nose gaming things. And each one that I thought of was taken. And I was like, can't do any of these. And a friend of mine said, well, why not the weekly cooldown? Kind of like MMOs with cooling down, uh, you know, your skills or the cooldown period on uh, certain raids and stuff. And I looked it up and it was not taken. And I was like, it's mine forever. And now (laughs) when you look up the weekly cooldown, it's all me. I've built this. (laughs) I've built this empire. You can't have it. It's so fun finding a name that sounds simple. And I'm sure there's people who have that idea and they search for it and like, man, why did I think of this sooner? Yeah. Because it's that good. So now you can't have it. And now you're listening and you're like, damn, I should have taken it a day before October. I don't know. 17th, I think is when I started this. October 17th, 2017. Years keep coming, they don't stop coming. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, to, sorry to Lydia. Like I know we're joking, but that that just it sucks. There's it's yeah, hope it is tough. And yeah, whatever you do, come on this show. I'm kidding. Um, okay, break the news here. <laughs> Our final story for this episode: Overwatch Two and Diablo Four are both being delayed and potentially until 2023. Activision Blizzard confirmed in a statement saying that they, while they are planning to develop tons of content for players, they are instead um, in a planning stage for a later launch of Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 than originally envisioned. 
They went on to say in the same statement that they believe teams are doing the best they can with the extra time to complete production and will, quote, continue growing their creative resources to support the titles after launch. Activision Blizzard also believes that the extra time means extra chances to develop additional content to further the game's longevity. Now, I haven't played Overwatch in a fortnight, so please tell us <laughs> what, uh, the, like, do, your first thoughts on this. Uh, my first thought is just the YouTuber, like, bruh button. Because, like, I, this sucks, man. Like, this mm-hmm. sucks less than the other thing, because obviously that affects somebody personally. Um, but this is just rough. I, I haven't played Overwatch since the end of June, through a series of accidents. Uh, okay. I went to a cabin trip with some friends. Not an accident, but didn't take my computer. And then, uh. like, the week after, I, my computer, like, something went wrong with my computer. I had to reformat the whole thing and lost a bunch mm. of data. Fixed it, but didn't see the need to... Oh, I got back, and, like, the people were boycotting Blizzard for a little bit. Then after a while, sure. I realized the employees don't necessarily want that, but, like, for players to do it. But I get it. And then my computer died, so I just never reinstalled it. Mm-hmm. And I've been free. I've had so much more time, and there's been a weight off my shoulders. Um, not grinding <laughs> solo queue, but it's it breaks my heart a little bit. Um, not for the loss of a company. Um, Activision Blizzard is there's a lot of garbage they do. Mm-hmm. But as far as the Overwatch team, they sometimes call it Team Four. Everything that I can tell, that they've been relatively free from a lot of the uh, controversies for the most part. I don't think it was their bosses that were necessarily the bad ones, and I don't think they were necessarily the most permittive of permitting of that stuff. Don't don't quote me on that. It just from what I can tell, hearing some things from people who work there, their working environment was relatively okay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, it really bothers me and makes me sad to see a game like Overwatch be squandered so poorly by a mm-hmm. company. And it's not the art team. They clearly, they're releasing new skins and they can make maps. And the, the art team clearly cares and the people making the game part of it. But they release a game in 2016, I want to say, right around the Pokemon Go, Go summer when we still had world peace before the United States really decided to jump off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Everything was nice. They have a game come out. It has a lot. They never got a black woman in there. And that's supposed to come in Overwatch 2, which is still not coming out. That said... Other, you know, racial groups were involved. Um, there were like uh, female characters you could play as. Uh, there are canonically queer characters. It's not really addressed in the game, but neither is any of the other stories. So, like, mm-hmm. we don't know where Zenyatta came from. So, like, the fact that Tracer mentions her girlfriend sometimes is actually bigger than it should be. Sure. <laughs> um, but, like, you get all these people playing because they like the character designs. You have someone like me who doesn't play shooters or MMOs or MOBAs. I, I identify with, like, Lucio a lot. I get to play him. There's people who, like, maybe don't have fine motor skills, so they can play, like, a Reinhardt or a Mercy where you don't mm-hmm. need a ton of aiming. And they can still contribute to the game. You have the hardcore shooter bros that can pick Cowboy or, like, Widowmaker and, like, you know, click heads. There was something for everybody, and there was, like, a big, deep story that had this optimistic uh, message to it, and they just let it fester and die there hasn't yeah. been a new hero since it was echo that was i want to say 18 months ago mm-hmm. um they haven't had a new map a real map they've had deathmatch stuff because they're supposedly working on overwatch 2 and 
I think about Smash Melee, a game that literally has never been updated after 2001, because it can't be, and people still play that game to the point yeah. that they lift big, heavy CRT televisions <laughs> just to play this old game. So a game can stop and still be good, but not a live service type game that's going through consistent patches, that's that's uh, hinges on having people talk about it, playing it every day, uh, having an esports league to go with it that is going through patches and you want people to get excited about it um, and it's contemporaries and there's no game I don't think quite like Overwatch other than TF2 right um, but your Apex your Valorant all your Call of Duty's like everything is getting new and new and new updates and this game just hasn't done anything yeah. for it's like creators or players and stuff like that I um I have I guess go, go to to your point I have to wonder what what is the viability, I, I guess is the word I want to use here, in making an Overwatch 2 and not just building on top of what you already have in Overwatch? Yeah, so that's the... So I think there's a... I think we mentioned it before the show. There's this issue that companies want to do with infinite growth, right? Mm-hmm. You always have to keep growing. And that's theoretically is impossible. And also actually impossible but you want to keep getting more and more every year so you announce overwatch 2 and nobody knows what that is like it makes sense for like a diablo game that's kind of you're gonna just overhaul a new system it's relatively single player and substance mm-hmm. but overwatch 2 most people don't even really know what that is because they're very vague about like well what's a sequel to a game like this going to be is it going to be like call of duty how that has a sequel that's just new map packs or yeah. something what is it and what overwatch 2 is is an overhaul of the player versus player content and uh a big pve pack and people are like so basically dlc then really and like yeah because if you have overwatch 1 when overwatch 2 happens your program basically to to put it just bluntly up. Yeah, Overwatch 1 disappears and Overwatch 2 just appears on your desktop. You don't have to buy anything. You get all the player versus player content that's just free. They don't want to change the player bases. So it's just PvE. So. It seems dumb. <laughs> it seems it's, not. not uh, uh, I don't know. There, there doesn't seem anything d- different, <laughs> conducive no, to, there's to this. Not. So. I think what they wanted to do was just get a lot of buzz and say, we're going to basically slow down production on Overwatch 1 so they could get a lot of content so people would feel tricked or compelled into buying Overwatch 2. But you never, you don't have to do that. Right. Um, and I think it just got out of control with them due to uh, their, their lead leaving with Jeff Kaplan, all the controversies, and also COVID. So if you announced this a few years ago, hey, it's going to be like two years but then one of those years turns out to be a COVID year. Now that promise to stop mm. developing on the old one now is looking like a bad idea. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. And what a lot of people have theorized is just that with the development of the new game, going to be working on a new engine, we've seen some of the character redesigns. And a lot of people are laughing that some of them are like kind of basic. But you could tell they're rendered differently. The new maps are rendered differently. They can't just smash that into what currently exists for Overwatch 1 smoothly. So it puts them in a bit of a conundrum. <laughs> now you're not developing for a game that people have, but you want them to stick around for the new game that's coming out with no finish line in sight. Hmm. 
and they don't want to make new maps because they're moving to instead of 6v6 a 5v5 model so the whole balance and shape of those maps would be different so like well we're not going to release those for you guys because you'll hate them because they won't make any sense they haven't told us that but that kind of logically tracks based on the fact that they've released two deathmatch maps it's like yeah those don't follow the rules of the game anyway they can look like anything so you can just keep making those so now, it's just a squandered game it's really disappointing yeah uh, to I, someone like me. <laughs> it's a weird kind of uh, decision, right? It's a weird choice for your game. I mean, talk about longevity. You are essentially scrapping an old game in favor of something that's only a little bit new. Yeah. Like, not even... Uh, I don't know. It's it's not it's not going from Pokemon Red, Yellow, and Blue to Pokemon Gold and Silver. You're going from like Pokemon Gold to Pokemon Silver. <laughs> I would I, I would give them I'll give them the credit of saying maybe it's going from Pokemon Red and Blue to Yellow. Okay. Or, honestly, maybe even to Gold and Silver at this point, right? Uh, you well no. Gold and Silver actually was, like, the goat of Pokemon games. You can't change my mind. Yeah, agreed. Maybe going from, like, Ruby to Diamond, right? In the sense that there are improvements. There's marked things. There are things that people are either excited about or they Mm -hmm. hate. But that's enough of a change to say this is a different product, right? Mm -hmm. But the the feeling I've got is this is so different that it's going to turn current players off, some current players, but not different enough to get people back who may have left. Mm. So it's kind of the worst case scenario. Like somebody like me who's a healer is like, well, I'm getting less protection, so I feel like I'm just gonna get like ganked all day long. But maybe I have more effort for solo stuff. But is that why I want to play this game? People who left it before, are like, yeah, it still looks like a, a junk show to me. I'm not coming back. So I think yeah. they could have just kept releasing. I, I would have personally. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I can't see what front site was why they said let's not release new heroes yeah like uh there's a tweet that i i copy and pasted to some friends i saw i think somebody pulled up a streamer but it's from vortex so since blizzard announced overwatch two years ago here's some fun stats uh league of legends released 12 new champions Ooh. valorant released and released seven agents after it was launched yes apex released eight new legends fortnite got nine seasons and Minecraft added uh, axolotls. I know it's not how you say that, but uh, this, which is just kind of a fun thing that even Minecraft is getting updates. And Overwatch got two deathmatch maps. So you kind of look at the difference there is they're getting new dynamic ways to play. And we're like, hey, keep keep doing what you've been doing. We'll change the balance a little bit. It's a, yeah. It's a weird corporate move and a it weird is. cultural move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, if I was them, I'd just say, screw it, throw the flashbang, smoke bomb down. Hey, we demade one of the new heroes. Here you go. Here's some content. It will be desperate. It'll look desperate, but people will play. <laughs> sure. You're right. I, I, their stock like, dropped <sighs> off a cliff, like, yeah. right when they made this announcement, which is just a sign of maybe they don't care about the players, but they darn sure care about the stockholders. So. Agreed. You're not much of a Blizzard fan. Um, I think you said. Um, uh, it's. I have such a like love hate relationship with Blizzard. I can't 
actively play Overwatch unless I'm playing with someone or some ones because in my opinion it's not the kind of game that you play solo like ever um because otherwise it's just like a kind of a slog fest you're just doing your thing everyone's kind of doing their thing but when you're with friends you can like semi-coordinate and shoot the shit at the same time and it's fun um but otherwise i'm like i don't know about this friends i don't think i want to be here um so i haven't played it in a long time because i have not had anyone to play it with um that being said um i think blizzard makes let's call them decent games (laughs) um they've paved the way for mmos they've done some really cool things with overwatch and diablo obviously people love that like they make memorable games they make memories in a way right um and i respect that but at the same time i'm like blizzard can you be good a little bit would that be too much to ask and also like when you're making these games can you i don't know there's there's got to be something in it for me (laughs) yeah I think they just kind of lost it. I remember growing up hearing people talk about World of Warcraft and how Blizzard had this level of polish. Like, there's just just so much polish. And when I played Overwatch, I'm like, they're mm-hmm. right, there's polish. Mm-hmm. And But that was in 2016, coming off of like the early 2010s, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're getting to a point where people are like, people releasing PlayStation 5 games that look like Pixar movies. You know, like, okay, Polish isn't standing out that much anymore, you guys. Like, especially when you have, what, four games total? Yeah, of course they're as polished as they can right. be. But they're not, because Final Fantasy XIV's coming in, and just like... Beautiful. Their game was so bad, they said, we're canonically destroying it, and we're going to yeah. start again to save the company. They did that, and now you're getting both, both like, your, like, calm, nice fans and your toxic fans are like, dude, I'm going over to, like... I'm going Final over to Limsa Laminsa. I'm going to do something over there. I want to be, be a rabbit boy, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. I, it's it's possible to say, you know what, guys? Oh, we got to take this down. This one's done. It's over. It's played out. Now get ready for this thing when we're ready to release it to you. Like, I think at this point, it's more of a mercy to take Overwatch down and just be like, that's the end run of this right it's it's lost its luster there's no life in it left to live (laughs) so just let it you know have your memories let it lie and stay tuned for overwatch too and i think you could do that like just finish the game you know how many games have done this i think fighting games are the best example they Mm -hmm. update them for a little bit they do some balance stuff they add some dlc some new stages then they release the deluxe edition that has all that stuff on it. Like, you could have got this off for $50 instead of 150 but you wouldn't have kept up. And we're like, yeah, we get it. I get it. Haha. Um, and they said, that's it. We're not doing anything with this until the next one. Mm-hmm. Then Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite comes out, and then nobody buys it because it wasn't as good. But, like... Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you, when you kind of throw in some skins every now and then, you give the idea that you're still like super attentive to this game when in reality we all know you're not so it's just fine to let it die at this point just let it go and i think that's i think that's what they wanted to do but i think that's what they said hey we're slowing down development on this yeah we'll get balance patches and stuff like that and 
um, new skins, but we're pretty much done with this until Overwatch 2. We're going to release a bunch of heroes, some maps, some redesigns, and that seemed like a great time, and we're all we're like, that makes sense. Of course, you'll slow down development on this game. It's pretty much done. You're just going to like maintain it because it's an ongoing thing. We'll get you on the second one, and then the second one is just nowhere on the horizon, and I think it was just, oops, we announced this too early. Maybe we hedged our bets wrong. Yep. I don't know. I just look at Smash 4. When that game ended, we were all upset about Bayonetta, but for the most part, the game was pretty good. And we're like, this is this is a good final showing for Smash Bros. Hope they make mm-hmm. another one for Switch, but they did a good job. And then they showed us the Inkling swimming, and she looked at some fire, and we're like, oh boy, we're yeah. getting a port. And Best. they're like, it ain't a port, baby. <laughs> this is a new game. Best. Best and, reveal. Yeah. And now another iteration of Smash is done, and Sakurai doesn't want to take a break, but like... If we never get another Smash, like, yeah, hopefully they touch some updates up, but it seems like a good game. If he doesn't update anymore, we're like, fine, good. You just gave us a game for, like, four years or whatever, three mm-hmm. years. Hope to see you on the next system, but if not, please take a break and pet your cat, dude. You deserve it. Like, pet your cat, Sakurai. But, like, don't just keep giving us patches for the next six years, and we're like, hey, is there going to be Smash Bros. Super Ultimate? And yeah, like, it's like yeah, teasing. Don't tease it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I think just with the infinite growth, they announced it early, and that's what went wrong. Diablo 4 is a little different because that's a different kind of game, you know? Lots of games go through development hell, so it's... I don't know, man. It's tough. I'm sad. <laughs> it is something to be sad about, but we must stop talking about this topic, or else you'll cry. Um, You're right, I'm sorry. I was going tangents with this stuff. No, it's my fault. I went so it's too far. <laughs> totally fine, and I um I'm I, I like the passion, so I appreciate it. Um, let's get this episode over with. As we move along to the end of the show, we ask our listeners to give them a recommendation, or excuse me, give you give the recommendation. I said that. Which game should they be on the lookout for or playing right now? Y'all should go out and play The Last Friend. The Last Friend. Peace. Oh, it's it's on a lot of stuff. Cool. But I'm playing it on Steam. Um, It's a tower defense game Mm. where all your allies are dogs. (gasps) And you're just a a big bearded man who goes and punches the bad guys and you save dogs. Wow. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, What else do you need from a video game? Yeah. Hey, you can pet your dogs too. Oh my god. Best video game. Is it nominated for an award? <laughs> it needs to be. I, it sounds like know. one of those games. I, I think it deserves it. It's just really cute. It's adorable. Um, I've been waiting for it for a few years from uh, the Stonebot Studio. It, it's pretty cool. So, Very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, hey gang, I'm going to go ahead and rec- uh, 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 recommend that you play Metroid Dread. I just Ooh. beat it last night. Uh, and as part of a upcoming series on this show that I have not yet named, but it is tentatively called the weekly cooldowns book club, uh, you got to play it so that you can follow along with us when we talk all about it on that show yet unnamed tentatively named the weekly cooldowns with the weekly cooldowns book club. So go play Metroid dread and be ready to chat or listen to us chat all about it very soon. 
And finally, to finish off this episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet and if you have anything else to plug. Yeah, so uh, you can find me anywhere I want to be found on the internet at Brother Dom. That's T-H-A, not Brother, because... Black up in this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, that's going to be Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, all those. Come say hi, appreciate it. And uh, you can also find the podcast I do on Twitter at Character Rev. So it's going to be two hours in the middle. Um, or characterville.simplecast.fm or .com. Either will take you there. Uh, you can find all of our relevant links, take you anywhere. Uh, we update. It's been a rough rough month, but usually once a week, sometimes twice a week, depending on what's going on or any podcast catcher of your choice. Excellent. Good. Good, good, good. As always, you can find me at Commie Gaming on Twitter, and you can find the Weekly Cooldown as well on Twitter at WK Cooldown. Be sure to visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook page, visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes, visit the Weekly Cooldown Instagram page. We've had that for a while, but I'm trying to use it more, so be sure to check that out as well. Be sure to leave a review or comment on Apple Podcasts. I will not beg you this time, just fucking do it. Be sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our Humble Bundle for this week, and support your favorite charities and support the show. Our logo and art is done by Corgian of Doghouse Esports. Follow Corgian on Twitter at D-O-G-H-O-U-S-E-C-O-R-G-I-A-N. That's Doghouse Corgian on Twitter. Our intro and music is done by Riki. Find Riki on Twitter as well at dog underscore noise. That's D-O-G underscore N-O-I-S-E. That's all for the weekly cooldown. I'm Kami Jays. And I'm Brother Dom. And happy birthday, Paul. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.